Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? You're smart, you're sexy, you're confident, and you still make mistakes. It's all good. Coming up, a year and a half ago, she says she was fat, broken, miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do it? Well, hello, Delia. Welcome to episode three of Land Your Man. Hi, Carla. It's so nice to be here. I love that we're here. This is amazing. How are it's you? so neat. I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm also doing really well. I have Fantastic. had quite the week. Quite the week. I hope that as, means good. Well, it does. I mean, as you know, I am in a job transition. Yes. So I'm looking for a new job. And that's always fun. I have some oh, great yeah. leads, but nothing, nothing has panned out yet. But I've got some feelers yeah. out there. So since this podcast is not bringing in an income yet, um, <laughs> I'm out there hitting the pavement every day trying to find a job. So that's really been my focus. That's all I've kind of been working on. Yeah. So what about you? What are you up to, girlfriend? What am I up to? I am, <coughs> let's see. Well, I took my mom on a mom date for Aww. Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day. That's right. Mother's Day happened. Yeah. So I did that. That was a lot of fun. Took her to get her hair did. Nice. My, my hair girl. Okay. So that, w that was awesome. I love that. Yeah. Did you guys do anything else for Mother's Day? Yeah, we went and, <clears throat> well, my mother and I uh, went and had a drink and then I took her out to dinner at a place called Esther's Kitchen in Las Vegas, and it is wonderful. What kind of food is that? Sounds wonderful. Next time you're in town, it is mostly Italian. I knew it. I knew and it. And they make their own sourdough bread oh, and snap. fresh pasta. And I'm in. I know. Forget about it. Like, it was so delicious. So delicious. So oh shout out to Esther's Kitchen. Love it. Okay. Fantastic. And then Sunday, actual Mother's Day was family day and Aunt Judy cooked and we all hung out by the pool, drank it. You guys have the best pool to hang out by. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to argue with that point. So. Yeah. If you're listening and you're in Las Vegas, you should totally, <laughs> <laughs> you should totally go to Delia's house Swing and go by. to the pool. <laughs> it's basically an MTV crib. It looks much, like a resort. Yeah. The backyard looks like a resort. Yeah, it's incredible. So check it out, listeners. There you go. <laughs> Your entire house is going to be attacked now. It is going to be now like MTV Spring Break. Yes, Party. I love it. Do they still have that MTV Spring Break house? I haven't watched oh MTV. Oh my god, do they decades. still have do they still have MTV? <laughs> <laughs> On our next episode. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched MTV in uh, a coon's age. I can't. Is that, it's not okay to say that. Is it okay to say that? I don't think so. It okay. sounds wrong. It does. We take it back. But I'm. it's like a raccoon, okay? Just to, I don't know why. Just to clarify. So, yeah. Mother's Day is always difficult for me because my mom has passed. So, I ate an entire pizza. That's what I did for Mother's Day. Okay. I mean, okay, fair enough. It was a personal, it was a personal pizza. Okay. 
So it wasn't like, you know, a 14-incher. Well, was, I'm not here to no. judge you. If you felt you needed a 14-incher, then, I mean, girl, sometimes I felt like I've needed a 14-incher. <laughs> yeah, girl, me too. But as far as pizzas go, it was pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear. Yeah, so got through Mother's Day and got through the week and got through the other week. And now I'm just kind of... Stone Cold Chillin'. Stone Cold Chillin', yeah. And I'm I'm excited to hear about your book because I, it's kind of like the no contact thing. And I've tried the no contact thing and it works. It sure does. So my book this week is by Leslie Braswell, Ignore the Guy, Get the Guy, The Art of No Contact, yeah. A Woman's Survival Guide to Mastering a Breakup and Taking Back Her Power. That is a long ass title. I've noticed a lot of these books have long titles with long subtitles, but that's okay. Yeah. You have like, to ex- we need to cram everything in. Yeah. So you have to explain doing- it to the people. You have to explain it. Yes. So they know what they're getting themselves into. That's right. So I didn't find much about uh, Leslie Braswell online. She doesn't seem to have a website. Um, I just found a few things on like, Her book's on Amazon and I think like Goodreads. Her whole like bio, I guess, or about the author on the back of the book is Leslie Braswell is a best-selling author who loves to empower women with knowledge when it comes to matters of the heart. Okay. That's it. So she has a (laughs) So it's just kind of, I don't know what her qualify. I have no idea. Okay. So this is why I wanted to do this podcast. I want to know who these people are disseminating information. Okay, here we go. Here's a little bit more. But she does not have a website, which I find interesting in this day and age. Odd. Very odd. Very odd. So, but you can find her on Facebook. Because there's a lot of Leslie Braswells I was looking at that I'm like, (laughs) no, she's not like an esthetician. She's not. (laughs) But thanks, Google. I definitely appreciate your diligence. I love it. So, after 18 years of living the single life, she married the love of her life. She lives in Texas with her husband, five boys, and three dogs. Oh, my God. Bless you, Hopeful. Hopeful. Oh, my God. Five boys? Not my dream. Good Lord. Her dream, not my dream. Yeah. Good on you. When she's not dishing out dating advice, you can find her in the bleachers watching one of their boys play baseball or a Friday night football game. She loves to help women raise their confidence to be the best they can be in relationships and life. Wow. So other than being single for 18 years and then finding the love of her life, I don't don't know know what what her qualifications are. Okay. What her qualifications are. She has written a few other books, which I actually wouldn't mind checking out. And so I'm not doing these in chronological order because I have no idea. But one book is titled How to Be the Girl Who Gets the Guy. Okay. Which also has a very long subtitle. I could, I could take some tips from that. I would like to be that mm. girl. Exactly. Men I love confident women. But it's just any guy or it's it's like, oh, we get this guy. Here's this one. Take this guy. It just <laughs> the gets the guy. I guess okay. it's just that one. You know, the, guy. the one, the guy. Okay, great. I love that guy. Okay, so the subtitle to this is How Confident and Self-Assured Women Handle Dating with Class and Sass. Oh, okay. I love sass. You know me, I'm a sassy gal, so I'm always about it. 
Yes. I know you, girl. <laughs> I know you. All Her right. Her next book is called Bitch Up, Expect More, Get More. A Woman's Guide to Mastering Her Power and I Can't Something, Something, Something to Break Up. I like the title. <laughs> yeah. Bitch up. Something, something. Well, obviously, that is not the same information as is in Class and Sass one, right? Because I wouldn't think so. This is maybe more of kind of focused inward, not okay. necessarily on dating. Got it. Got it. Okay. And finally, we have Men Love Confident Women. How to go from, let's see, how to go from clingy to confident and have the relationship you deserve. Okay. Well, you can't, you cannot deny that men love confident women. You can't deny it. That is very true. I cannot deny that. Right. Right. I prefer men with very low self-esteem, but... But everyone else out there maybe has a, a little it, bit of a differing opinion. It, yeah, it's each to his own. But yeah, so, okay. So men love confident women. Um, yep. I'll You'll buy into that. that. Yes. So do we know why she wrote this book? What uh, She obviously doesn't need to do the no contact thing with her husband. It probably doesn't work with husbands. I'm thinking not. Okay. No, so. this is, this kind of, she goes into detail how this like who this book is geared towards. Okay. And it's geared towards like women who have been in relationships, like starting kind of at the three month mark on. Mm -hmm. So not some rando dude that you maybe had two dates with or something like that. Okay. It's like you're in a relationship. He breaks it off. That's never happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been the one breaking up. I've always ended it. That's not true. Okay. That's, you go that's, on. That's a categorical lie, everybody. <laughs> that, is a, that is a huge falsehood. That is a huge falsehood. Um, so I would like to preface this, the reading of this book, with I've only gone through one breakup, and it was probably the best decision of my life. So I, there was never an inkling to get the guy back. Okay. Yeah. If you're talking about who I think you're talking about. Yes. I'm talking about that guy. Yeah. It, no contact is no contact ever. Yeah. Not, that was Not trying like, to get you back, dude. No. That was yeah. just like, please just walk into the ocean, never to be seen again. <laughs> yes. Go away. Be well. <laughs> so, so some of this stuff, I guess I just kind of, I'm like, huh. Having never gone through a breakup where I really wanted to get the guy back Uh it's just kind of an interest it was more interesting to me than I guess like oh yeah girl I get that like there was nothing that resonated a whole lot however I will say apparently she goes into she mentions no con like no contact a lot Mm -hmm. like every page has about like (laughs) 10 mentions of no contact She's really driving it home. She is really driving it home. Okay. So it kind of paints the woman as just a fucking mess after a breakup. Like a mess. Okay. Okay. I've been there. I've done that. Yes. (laughs) And for me, I was like, well, not all the time. Like some women, like even if the dude breaks up with them, they're like, okay. 
I mean, yeah. I don't think, I guess that this is written for no, the course. women who fall apart, which is, you know, that's definitely um, the way to go. Ooh, I feel like if you're a woman, okay, and this is me now, not my younger self. If you're a woman who a man breaks up with you and you fall apart, the last thing that you need is to go back to that person. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm thinking that that's not terribly healthy. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, I guess I'm under the impression that most relationships end for a specific reason. Yeah. But if you want this person back in your life, this guide will help you do that. Okay. So if you're like... Fair enough. This is a mistake. We actually really do belong together. See it my way. Of course, don't actually tell him that. So don't, (laughs) under no circumstances, text, email, message, call, nothing. Okay. Like, you are just radio silent. It's over. Well, and I have to say, so there have been, I've had a couple breakups where I've, I've broken up with a man and then I've immediately tried to say, well, let's be friends. And then within a week, I'm like, why don't you love me? And, um... (laughs) And it doesn't work. So I have a thing now where if I'm seeing somebody, it it, de- it doesn't depend on how long. If the other person ends it, okay, that's it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't try to fight for it anymore because I just feel like I just want somebody who's in it to win it. I want somebody who is sure of me and wants to be with me. So, but I will say this, it does work if you just say, okay, and then you don't contact the person It works. They do kind of try to get in touch and try to somehow remain in your life in some way. It's, it's a very interesting dynamic. Very much so. So she goes into detail quite a bit about the, I guess, kind of the reason that it works. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about men's expectations. Okay. I guess once they deliver the breakup news, the expectation is that you're going to fall apart and that you're, she goes into women needing closure uh-huh. and how women need that. And that's verbally, that's like somebody oh my God, who's explaining it and saying, this is why I didn't like kind of an exit interview, <laughs> but for your relationship. I'm all about it. I, and I don't, I think that men... I have found a lot of men that do not communicate at the end of a relationship and just are kind of like, I really like you. It's not you. It's me. Um, I've had one or two men that have said, I am not feeling a connection with you. And this is not for me. I was able to just walk away and not be so broken up. Then when I felt like there was a strong connection and it just got severed, for in my mind, no reason. Yeah, but right. there is a reason because that person doesn't want to be with you anymore. But instead of saying that, they dance around it. They right, they beat around the bush, the proverbial bush, the and proverbial. <laughs> not my bush, but the proverbial, <laughs> the one. proverbial bush. And they don't just come out and say like, "You're not for me," you know. Yeah, or whatever. It does it make was, a difference, I, you know. Yeah, it does, and chances are you're not going to get that. 
that was her point that, yeah. you know, you're right. not going to have this kind of magical, like, now it all makes sense. Does she explain why? <laughs> I want to know why. Mostly it sounds like she's painting it like guys just aren't, they don't need that same thing. Uh-huh. So it's like they don't even have know how to, exp- it's like the language doesn't exist for them to explain it. Well, yeah, I think it's for them, it's okay. I'm men are cut and dry. It's, it's over. Thank you for your time. I mean, I, you know, so <laughs> I get that. Now I do, I do think that there are men that feel bad that, you know, that they don't want to hurt somebody. They don't want to. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. But their closure is, this is done for me. And that's, sh- I mean, that should be our closure, but it, that doesn't suffice. That rarely suffices. It rarely does. She also, here's something that I was like, huh, she's got a point here. Uh, How he broke up with you and what it says about him. Okay. Yeah. So she kind of goes into the tellingness of his character and how, so the face-to-face breakup, the telephone, the email or text, the, oh, the man who just disappears. Ghosting. Ghosting. So those are the best. Those are the best because mm. that's like what happened. Talk about no closure. <laughs> that's straight up unsolved mysteries. <laughs> okay, Robert bye. Stack. <laughs> bye guys. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good. She was kind of right on the money. That's a pretty good indicator. You know how he communicates. How it's over. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the face to face is the preferred method, or yes. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so this is for two to three months in. Three months? Two? Yeah. Two to three months? Three months in. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Because I think if you're a weekend, you've been seeing the guy, maybe you've seen him two or three times. And if it's a, you know, a voicemail, I, I think texting sucks to break up with somebody, but that's just me. Yeah, I think you should have to, like, have a conversation. I mean, yeah, that's not I don't the, understand. That's like, not what the kids these days are doing. <laughs> no, the kids these days aren't doing that. They've had the conversation, just not with you. <laughs> exactly. With friends, friends. And then they distill it down into a text. I have, like, oh, I swear I remember saying something about this to you. This or maybe working. I didn't. Yeah. This ain't working. Taco emoji, unicorn <laughs> emoji. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I don't know. If somebody broke up with me like that, I mm, that might be okay. Send me a bunch of emojis and then just it's over. I would just have more questions if there was a taco emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting tacos? What? <laughs> what is with this taco? I've got to know more. <laughs> totally. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the character of the man is all about how he cuts it off with you. And I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yes. She Assuming- also goes into why you can't be friends. Okay. Well, uh, this is a conversation I like to have. All right. So why can't you be friends? You can't be friends after at all. It takes a long ass time. Okay. Does like she have you can't estimate? just be friends. <laughs> years. Oh, essentially. Wow. wow. After three months. Yes. Okay. Because it's, it's, um, I think probably 
we'll say that you're with someone a little bit longer. Okay. But ultimately, four months. Four, we'll go three months in a week. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, essentially, it's a step down from what you had. So there's mm-hmm. always going to be a level that's needs aren't being met, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, and it's hard to like switch the gears when you feel like that's somebody that you wanted to build a life with. Like, I especially can't imagine. My mom's not really, using my mom as an example, friends with her exes. Uh-huh. And that's part of the reason why. Like, she's just like, I mean, she's friendly with my dad because, you know, she has to be. But right. other than that. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like unless the guy was just a total prick right? Unless he was just a horrible, horrible person that, and I mean, you know, you're not gonna go to Dairy Queen every week together, or whatever you do, whatever you do. But if there's not- anyone out there listening that wants to take me to Dairy Queen once a week, <laughs> I'm in, like you're in. all in. Whether you were together or not, you're gonna go. I'm gonna not, go. Not it's Dairy to Queen advice. for God's sakes. You better not go. Uh, no, but I feel like if, so if this person this is somebody that you respected and admired for whatever reason. And just because that person doesn't want to be with you, I don't think it means that you can't be friends or that you shouldn't be friends or be able to, I don't know. I think it speaks to your maturity level because I feel like that's sort of a high school mentality of, you know, Oh, he doesn't like me. So I'm not going to talk to him or it, To adult people, when you're deciding on being in a relationship with somebody, there's a lot of factors. And if those things aren't gelling, you shouldn't force it. But that doesn't mean that that's not a great person that you fell for. I I don't know. That's true. But if you were in a relationship and in love and, you know, you imagined a future, then all of a sudden, no, thank you. But can let's be friends. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm speaking from my relationship was seven years. My longest relationship that I've had was seven years, but it was long distance. And, and so we came to a crossroads and yeah, we kind of had to make a decision. And the thing was, is that at that point, when you've been with somebody for seven years, I cared for him deeply. I still do we are still friends. We were able to do that. He was able to do that. Even though it was my call to end the relationship. I don't, you know, I don't, obviously that doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I still wanted to be part of his life. I just, so do you think it would have been different? Like say you weren't long distance and you were living together. Do you think that would have made a difference with this particular person? No. Because I think he has the ability to, to still be in my life and not have that expectation of more. I could be totally wrong and I could be way off base here, but I feel like he was really somebody that I cared about and he cared about me. And we both sort of just realized that we weren't, I realized it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go in. And he realized that that wasn't making me happy. So I don't know. I I would like to believe that if it were a situation where we were living together, that we would make the same choices. 
if if we had to break up. But it's also a situation where he was somebody that if we lived together, I don't know that we would have broken up. Uh, we yeah. were so compatible. We were so compatible. So I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a toughie. That is a toughie. Yes. So the emotional roller coaster ride. So arguably one of my favorite parts of this book was chapter three, the emotional roller coaster ride. And it reminds me of the five stages of grief. Help me out here, Carla. By Elizabeth Keebler Ross. Elizabeth Keebler Ross. Thank you. Welcome. My mom loved her. So funny that you should mention that. But yeah. Yes. So it's kind of outlined in the same way. She's going through the roller coaster. So there's shock, denial, anger, negotiate, depression, acceptance. (laughs) Wow. So that is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, right. I was like, where is the pint of ice cream? Well, here it is in depression. (laughs) So one of my favorite parts and this, for some reason, just landed with me. Whilst in the midst of your depression, uh, she asks, how many breakups have you gone through before that made you feel like you were at the lowest point in your life? Looking back, do you realize, oh, she brings God into it a lot. Do you realize God was opening a door for someone or something better? As great as you thought your boyfriend was at the time, I bet my bottom dollar, you went on a date with someone better, with better qualities, character, and who was an overall better fit for you. Each breakup teaches us something more about ourselves we didn't know. So I think we're when we're kind of in the throes of a breakup or any kind of emotional distress, there's not that kind of like, like, I feel like that's almost like a lifeline. Mm-hmm. Like that's a rope you're throwing to yourself to kind of get yourself out of this really awful place. And it's like, I don't think we ask ourselves a lot of the time if, there is something better, yeah. you know? So I think that's part of the reason. I don't know if I'd really ever want somebody back that broke up with me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it would really depend on the person in this stage of my life. Cause yeah. I have, there have been men that I've been with that I'm like, this isn't really the right time, but maybe, you know, down the road, this might some- be somebody who's going to come back into my life and, and, um, I'll, I'll be more ready to receive it or they'll be more ready, be closer to being in the same place. I don't know. I, again, I think it's where you're at on your journey. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I had originally met Antonio, I think 17 years before then we, we reconnected. Yeah. And then we, you know, we ended up, we did end up in a relationship. So I, I absolutely did fall for him initially we didn't end up together and then we came back to each other several years later and then we were both way more ready at that point to to well yeah i think then that was your better version of yourself and the better version of himself but you know it wasn't in the cards that you guys stuck together 17 years prior right exactly so. Exactly. And there and it wasn't me trying to get him back or anything like that. Just, <laughs> You're like, okay, bye. <laughs> no, he, he found me on Facebook and we reconnected. But yeah, there was no great effort of, I need to get that guy back. I, I, it wasn't even a thought in my mind that he and I would, would ever even 
have a second chance, to be honest. So, yeah. Interesting. But there yes. have been there have been men that I've dated for a lot less time that I didn't want it to end and trying to figure out every tactic in the world to try, how can I get him to like me again? <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've done that. One of the other things I really love that she mentioned is intuition uh-huh. and how women kind of just like push that aside, ignore push that, that down, <laughs> ignore it. Uh-huh. Um, she has a really great quote from Kim Basinger. Oh. Said, I feel like there are two people inside of me, me and my intuition. If I go against her, she'll screw me every time. And if I follow her, we get along quite nicely. <laughs> that great philosopher, Kim Basinger. <laughs> that amazing philosopher, Kim Basinger. So I can attest to this in my relationship that I had where I broke up and did not look back. There's a lot of things I ignored. And much to my own detriment in the end that I was like, oh, well, that can be explained by this other thing. Yeah. But there was always a nagging feeling. Always. Uh Uh-huh. That I'm getting screwed over. That this guy's kind of shady. And I was like, no, he wouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And in retrospect, I think you had friends that were kind of feeling the same feeling. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody. Like I can't, there wasn't a friend. When we want something, it does not matter what anybody else says or does. It's, nope, you're wrong. Put those blinders on. Yeah, totally. You know, bedazzle them. Like just freaking focus on that really just lovely I guess potential is what I was essentially focused on Mm -hmm. so I concur with Kim Basinger about (laughs) (laughs) who knew that Kim Basinger like when I go looking for quotes you know I'm she's not my first stop no (laughs) I'm not I'm in a mood and I'm looking for a quote I need to find a quote to validate my existence in a moment. I'm not going to go Kim Basinger quotes, but hey, good on her. She's quoted in a book. She's obviously highly intelligent. Clearly. Yes, clearly. I'm not busting on Kim. I'll tell you what. I love me some nine and a half weeks. So I'm a, I'm actually a fan of her. I didn't realize that she said quotable things. So that's all. Me neither. (laughs) But like I said, nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. So yeah, I ignore my intuition all the time. Screw screw (laughs) you, intuition. (laughs) Who needs it? I'm going my own way. And it'll be the best way. Totally. Absolutely. It never is. It really, it just isn't. No. So and I think we're... We're almost kind of trained out of it, mm-hmm. like not to listen to our gut or a vibe or. No, absolutely. And it should be the opposite. We should be trained to listen to it and to honor it. And I just think that, uh, do you think, so for men and women, do you think intuition is the same? Because I feel like men are way better at listening to their gut, but I don't know that they would call it that. I think it's just. For them, it's just logic. Oh, like, okay. 
you know, like this person isn't doing it for me. Bye. Peace out. But for us, it's like we have to find all kinds of ways to dance around it. And kind of explain it and like reason with it. Like, I just think maybe men are faster decision makers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think, like, because that also is part of, like, our socialization process and, you know, as a culture, we rely on men to make quick decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, back in our evolution. Also, I think that they're encouraged. I don't want to get into, you know, politics of of the male-female relationship on our relationship podcast. But <laughs> this is definitely not the place for that. God forbid. But um, <laughs> but I think that I think that men are taught to men are taught to care about themselves and what they need much more so than women. Does that make sense? Yes. Women yes, are supposed to nurture and fulfill other people's needs quite a bit. I think which hinders our ability to care and nurture for ourselves sometimes and to be really honest about what we need. Yeah, because I think we're ask, asking the question, what does everyone else need? Right. Like, it's more of like a big picture concept than like, okay, in this situation, what do I need from it? Right. What do I need from this relationship? What do I need from this job? What do I need from this friendship? And yeah, I think we're taught to focus our attention outward. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, I would, I would like to just say also, I think that applies mostly to, to the single man, because there are plenty of men out there who have families who obviously put their families first and they aren't. They aren't just thinking about themselves, but I'm talking about when you're a single man, you're, you're out there, you're, you're looking for a relationship. I just think the club. Yeah. I think that their intuition, which I don't think that they would call it intuition, but I think that it is honed much more than, than a woman's. Yeah. So what are we calling that? We're calling that like going with their gut or they're just going to call it logic. Logic. Like it's just logic. This person does not work for me. That's it. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's that cut and dry. And for us, it's like, well, but you know, he did this and he does this thing that I like. And he, and I, I love the way when we do this and it, you know, and then it's just, what is that really a deal breaker? Exactly. Maybe I'll change my deal breakers. Maybe this is, you know, for this person, I'll make an exception or I don't, maybe I can live with this. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, that was part of it too. Like being in, a relationship having never been in a relationship Mm -hmm. it was just constantly a question of is this something that happens normally like is this a normal relationship thing right or is this excuse me specific to us or like what he's trying to do or accomplish or right so i didn't have there was no like baseline i guess yeah yeah no, absolutely. And I think that that's, that's kind of identifying that when you're with another person and being able to call it is hard. Yeah. I mean, I definitely participated in my own duping for sure. <laughs> so not to blame anyone else, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. I, you know, that I dated a man for almost nine months who lied to me about his identity 
And I've never been so mortified in my life that I ignored my gut on so many levels because from probably our third date, I started thinking, well, that doesn't seem right. Just, you know, him evading and him not showing up when he said he was going to show up. And I, I cannot believe how many miss, how many exceptions that I made for this person. And then one day, boom, he wasn't even, I mean, he wasn't who he said he was at all. And talk about ignoring your gut and learning a lesson. I, I learned it the hard way for sure. Yeah, girl, I'm rowing in that same boat. (laughs) And I think it has a lot to do with shame. And considering yourself a smart, bright, capable woman, and then making this decision and not having kind of the guts to like be honest with yourself or your close friends and family. Absolutely. Because I was so embarrassed too. Um, that I, yeah, that I let it go so far. And I thought, wow, you have no one to blame but yourself. You know, I had to take full responsibility for it. But I also felt like I wanted to believe I wanted to believe the best in this person. And I wanted to believe that he was who he said he was. And so I just kept, you know, it, it, it never crossed my mind that he was lying about his identity. But it certainly crossed my mind that he was lying about things like, that he was, da- you know, dating or not dating other people, or I, I knew there was something, there was something up and yeah. I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. And then finally you can't ignore it anymore. So I think if I could go back and listen and save myself so much trouble, I would have done that. And that was a lesson I had to learn about trusting my gut for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it would have saved me, well, like thousands of dollars, but then also like a good, like, I would say 10 months Yeah, of yeah. just going through it, man. Just, right. And that was the part that was so unnecessary because at yeah. any point, you know, if I listened and then trusted that, I don't know why I didn't like trust that friends and family would just come to my aid and be there, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. And or that they'd be like, I told you so, or that they would, you know, judge me in some way, which was not the case at all. Like that right. was just a totally kind of made up thing in my head. I think so many people so. have been in relationships that they've uh, that they've known that they've ignored and they've known. And it, I, I think it's a universal thing. And I think it's part of learning how to be vulnerable. And it, I think also now it. It's it's damp it's dampened put a damp damper it has put a damper on <laughs> uh, I like it keep it it has put a damper on my ability to trust the online dating thing because this is a person that I met online and I know there are great I, I know so many people that have married people that they've met on Tinder or that they've met on okay I don't know that many people but I know people and I read stories and I see you know, I see their success stories on Instagram. So I know it exists. (laughs) It's all over the internet. So clearly. Yeah, no, they're good people. But I, I really am leery now when I think about online dating, I'm so leery about not knowing the person. I think moving forward for me, I, I really want to meet someone organically. I want to be out in the world and meet someone that I know and trust and that I have mutual friends or that people that can actually vet 
the person. Because this person that lied to me, I had no involvement in his life whatsoever. So it was really easy for him to just, you know, be dishonest. And I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't call him on it until one day I had evidence and proof. But even when I would tell him that I was having these reservations, he was, you know, he, he had all the right words. He had all the right things to say. So, yes. It really is a vetting process, essentially. Like that's, you know, and not rushing into anything. I guess Mm -hmm. that was kind of my first mistake is that it just felt really rushed. Like all of a sudden we just met and now we're like, God, I think he moved in like a couple weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) that's a red flag. Uh Uh (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm meeting people off of internet apps yeah so yeah we'll see how it goes but i'm also not in a big rush to nail it down yeah well no and i think that's the difference because you can take your time and i think you learned from that let you learned a lesson from that to listen to your gut and to you know to do more vetting yeah before you get too too involved too crazies exactly so yeah that was much the high points of leslie braswell's books they're short so i will say that um it's a short read it's a short read if that's something that you're wanting to do is to kind of get an ex back for god's sakes do not contact them in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or be clingy yeah or (laughs) but well, no, there yeah. is something to be said for just going out and living your life and not sitting there and fixating on someone because it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to want. I don't know what it is about when somebody doesn't want you that it's so important for them to want you and to like you. It, it's it's a scary thing. And to hold on is, I think, human nature for some reason. Especially oh, yeah. if it's good. Especially if you're, you know, if you're really into that person really sucks when they don't reciprocate yeah but then that goes back to there's probably a better fit right exactly so basically she shouldn't have even written this book because (laughs) 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 if you break up just walk away okay just Just, walk away it could have been a pam it could have been a trifold pamphlet uh no i did i did read though that i think Statistically, I, th- I think that I read somewhere and I admit, you know, we'll do the research, but I'm pretty sure I read that about 50% of people that break up at some point get back together. Now, whether they stay together long really? term. Yeah. Yeah. I read that a lot of people break up early on in a relationship when vulnerabilities, fears, all these things start cropping up. It has nothing to do with your value or your worth. It has more to do with that person's fears. And so yeah. it ends and then the, there's a risk and reward, right? So if yeah. if your reward is greater than the risk and you're missing that person and you're thinking, wow, I let go of a really awesome person because I thought this, this, or this. I thought they were trying to commit too fast or they were trying to you know, be too much a part of my life too soon, whatever it is Yeah, that, 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 that's a huge factor when you first start dating someone. So people break up, but it's more of a fear-based thing than it is 
uh, an I don't like you. Right, right. And I think her point, too, is that in that time, then, that you're no contacting, you give the gentleman time to think about, oh, hey, wait a minute. Like, she was cool. (laughs) Like, I dragged with her. And exactly. When you're not reciprocating communication, he just had, you kind of turn him into a little bit of like a woman. And he's sitting there like, well, what did I do? Why isn't she contacting? Where is she at right now? What's going on? Well, right. Because uh, I know some of the like videos and stuff I've listened, you know, I've just in preparing for the show, I've listened to so many of these relationship coaches online and everything. And a lot of them say that that's, when you give somebody space and time to breathe, that says a lot about your character because you're saying, oh, if you don't want me, fine. I don't, you know, I'm not going to chase after you if, if you don't want me. And that, and that speaks to who you are as a person. And then people respect that because they think, well, they're not here chasing after me. So what did I do that, you know, to deserve their silence or their cold shoulder, whatever it is. So yeah, it's a weird psychology. It's just a weird psychological thing, I think. Yeah, it is. So uh, yet another layer of (laughs) what we're supposed to be doing out here in the dating world. Right. And I think, you know, that but this applies to men too. I mean, I think men, men are really good at no contact. (laughs) They're good at it from even when you're dating them. So, I mean, (laughs) I found that uh, a guy can go for days and then wonder why you're upset because I really don't think it's a reflection of how they feel about you. I really think it's like I was busy and I just, you know, there's a compartmentalization thing that happens and they're not they're not thinking about it the way we are. No. Not all, not all men. I have had men who are really good at being on top of communicate. You know, my ex, he was amazing. He was really good about, you know, we talked every day, multiple times a day. And he was amazing with um, checking in with me. But there was also that element of friendship there, too. So, yeah, uh, you know, we had we had such a great rapport as far as friends. And I think he wanted to talk to me and hear from me, which was nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is always a lovely part of being in a relationship. Yeah, somebody who person cares. really does like you. It's so great. Well, good. Well, she, I don't know. This doesn't seem like, um, this seems like a specific topic, but I think there are a lot of people out there that are trying to figure out how to manage a breakup. And I think it makes sense that if you want somebody back, that you just kind of back off and do your own thing and see where life takes you. Yeah. So I recommend her book. I'm going to check into the other books because I'm curious. Yeah, of course. So. Maybe they'll land here on the podcast. Mayhaps. Well, incredible. So next week, I am going to be covering a book called The Tao of Dating, The Smart oh. Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible by Ali Benazir, M.D., this guy has some oh. qualifications. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. All I'll share with you next week, it's an interesting take on bringing spirituality into the dating process. 
Interesting. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Because yeah. also, too, I want to be irresistible. Well, who doesn't want to be irresistible? Yeah. I think so. that's the trick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us are like, I'd like to be resistible. Yes. <laughs> I would like to completely repulse every man I meet. <laughs> that would be great. Do I repulse you? I hope so. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's mission it's gonna, accomplished. It's going to be an interesting um, experience, but I, I, uh, he, again, I, some of these initial books that I've chosen are the books of why I want to do this because I read it and I'm thinking, well, that's not great advice. But then in revisiting a lot of these books, I've gone back and I've changed since I first listened to them a lot. So I've found that maybe this is <laughs> more valuable advice than I gave it credit for being. So I'm excited to share it next week. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you, Delia, for sharing that book and the no contact. I think that um, I'm going to do that from now on if I'm not even going to try. Like I said, bye. Me too. <laughs> I got a life to lead. So. That's right. You want to be in it? Great. If not, better fit. Yeah, there's that whole thing that says, you know, if you want to come in, come in. If you want to stay out, stay out. Otherwise, you're blocking traffic. So <laughs> I love it because that's the truth. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will Appreciate be back you. next week. We would love your feedback, your comments, your suggestions. If there's any topic you'd like us to kind of tackle, we would love to find a book that focuses on that. If you've got a book that you want to share or a story, please email us at landyourman at gmail.com. And as always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. All right. And our social medias. Social media, Instagram, and Facebook. Please check us out. Follow us. Share us. Tell your friends. Comment with your stories. I love stories. I love dating stories. I know. I really want people to start kind of writing in their their experiences with dating. So we uh, should get more specific about about that ask maybe what next we want time. yeah <laughs> let's have a, a specific great ask next We're time already for our listeners. <laughs> this is our post-mortem on this episode <laughs> yeah and if you have a guy that you'd like me to meet um, <laughs> feel free that's feel perfect free to do an intro because i'm i'm uh i'm interested. available yeah. you're single and ready i'm in to san diego you're in vegas so Keep us in mind for your single male friends. All right. Well, thank you so much, Delia. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Carla. Talk to you next time. All right, lady. See you later. Bye. Bye. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carla Nell and Delia Knight.